Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, listener discretion is advised. This podcast may contain, but is not limited to, strong language, sexual content, violence, and death. This podcast may not be suitable for listeners under 18. Hi, I'm Christina. And I'm Crystal. Welcome Welcome to Crime Crime Night. Night. Today's episode is about Elizabeth Bathory, the Blood Countess. Elizabeth Bathory was born August 7th in 1560 in the Kingdom of Hungary. Her father, George, was a baron and her mother, Anna, was the daughter of a nobleman. Their family was actually the second wealthiest in Hungary and the mother's family actually controlled Transylvania. They had so, a lot of power. Yeah, a lot of She was definitely born into a family with power. Mm-hmm. And her maternal uncle was Stephen Bathory, who was, at the time of her birth, Prince of Transylvania and King of Poland. Uh, he got King of Poland by his marriage, but the Prince of Transylvania seemed to be like a family passed on title. Mm-hmm. And she also had one brother and two sisters. Elizabeth was raised Calvinist Protestant, and she spoke four languages. Hungarian, which was her native language, as well as German, Greek, and Latin. So she seemed very well educated. Yes, which being in such a powerful family, obviously Mm -hmm. she was well educated to become the wife of a high society man. Yeah, powerful, Mm -hmm. powerful family, marrying into a powerful family. Yes, because that's what it was back in the day. Marriage was more of family arrangement more yep. so than politically arranged I yeah. think more so than mm-hmm. by love and marriage at all it was yes. more politically focused. especially when you're of a higher class yep. so it is possible that Elizabeth had epilepsy as a child although it wasn't recognized as an illness at the time so symptoms would often be misdiagnosed as uh, what they called falling sickness during that period Um, So they can't be certain that she had it, but it seems like the symptoms that she had would probably be what we consider epilepsy today. Right, but it could have mimicked other illnesses too. Yes, yeah, so that's just kind of what it seems like her symptoms are close to, but obviously without actually Mm -hmm. seeing her and evaluating her, they're not going to know for sure. Exactly. So as a child, her parents actually arranged her a political marriage to Count Ferenc Nadasti, and he was only five years older than her, so he was also a child when this marriage was politically arranged. At age 14, Elizabeth actually Uh, got unexpectedly pregnant by a peasant boy (laughs) and I could imagine how well that boded the family (laughs) yes so this obviously was a big (laughs) no-no and so what her mother did because she was afraid that Elizabeth's accidental pregnancy was going to compromise her engagement um so she hit basically hid Elizabeth away she was put into hiding until she gave birth to her daughter and then they immediately gave the daughter away yeah they gave the daughter away to a very well trusted family that wasn't going to say anything yeah Yeah, that probably I would imagine probably couldn't have a child of their own no exactly and they were probably under hush like a hush what do they call that like version of an NDA (laughs) yes exactly 
Yeah. 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 I'm sure there was an arrangement that uh-huh. was made that everybody stays hush hush. Yep. Which I'm sure that was something common with unplanned pregnancies was kind of like mm. hush hush adoption. Yes. And whatnot. Yes. Especially for noble type noble, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Noble people. So Elizabeth and Ferens actually ended up wedding on May 8th of 1575 and she was 14 at the time and he was only 19 so they were both you know quite young especially elizabeth their wedding was yeah but it was common back then for people to get married at a very young age yes especially because they were political marriages yeah it's it's the childbearing ages so they that's when they would marry them off was Mm -hmm. in the very beginning of the childbearing age yes and back then people would have to have a lot more children because it was very common that children wouldn't survive till adulthood so in order to make sure that you had a child that survived to adulthood to take care of you in your later years you would have to make sure to have enough children that one of them is guaranteed to become an adult yeah especially when you have a a political status such as they yes you need need somebody to take this state over yeah yeah so their wedding having you know been of the status they were was actually attended by more than 4,000 people and the celebrations for their wedding actually lasted for a week. So it was, it was oh, kind geez. of a big deal. Yeah, could you imagine that? <laughs> so when she got married, Elizabeth was given the title of Countess and she also was given 10 castles. And her favor of the castle she was given was Castle Cheda, which is located in modern day Slovakia. During their marriage, Elizabeth did spend most of her time at her favorite castle. Her husband was often away because Ferenc's duties required him to be away very frequently. And Elizabeth was often by herself. And I'm guessing the children were likely raised by, you know, staff, nannies, you know, whoever they had, because that seems like that was a common thing. So she probably, she didn't probably see her children as frequently as someone would see their children today no because that was just normal back then because they wanted their children to be you know children were viewed differently then than yeah they and it seems too. like they they had a lot of people on their staff i mean it seemed yes. like there was people to do everything, everything for yeah. them mm-hmm. yeah so there was a ton of different staff that they had mm-hmm. yes and so with all of her free time she spent it flirting with men and experimenting with herbs and drugs so and i wonder if part of her experimentation with herbs and drugs had to do with her epilepsy if she was still having symptoms of that she was maybe self-medicating friends and elizabeth ended up being married for 29 years and they did have um several children friends did die in 1604 of unknown causes he was only 48 at the time and upon his death the care of elizabeth and their children was actually entrusted to Jorg third who was related to elizabeth somehow yeah like a cousin of some sort yeah it wasn't really super clear but it seems like it was a cousin of hers likely yeah it was definitely somebody who was related to her um somehow and it seems like back then like everybody was related to everybody including like spouses yeah 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 yeah. it was total different time back then 
Now between 1602 and 1604, there was rumors that were spread about Elizabeth that she committed cruel acts towards others. So this was after her husband had died. This is kind of when like the bulk of the rumors seemed to happen. I wonder if that kind of put her over the edge. I mean, he died young. That's a young age. I wonder if she had something to do with his death. Because I know he had been sick for a little bit of time before he had passed. So, I mean, with her experimenting with, you know, herbs and drugs and stuff like that. She would know what to uh -huh. give someone. Mm -hmm. So, you never know. But it, it seemed like all this kind of came out after he had passed away. Now, it is believed that Elizabeth actually tortured and killed some of the servants, as well as daughters of, like, the lower social class. So, they were still, like, of nobility. They were just not as high up as Elizabeth yes. herself. Yeah. Yes. And they would send them to her so that they can learn the courtly etiquette. Yeah. So they Which I think was a common thing. It seems like yeah. um people of a little bit lower social classes but were still nobility would send their children to um higher nobility people so that they could learn like the proper etiquette in hopes of getting them higher. Right. So they can marry class. off at a higher at a higher Social class. Level. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So as the servants didn't have that many rights um, as like the noble people did, their death was actually kind of legal. Although, you know, it kind of seemed that the, it wasn't really looked down upon. So it yeah. was just yeah, like, it was like whatever the, kind of a thing. Well, society was kind of like, that's something we don't do. But like if you accidentally kill your like servant or whatever, like we're just all going to look the other way kind of thing. Is right. It was it like ownership. Like. It was like, it seemed like they were kind of, they were more like possessions than people, I think. Like like objects? Yeah, like lower classes didn't seem to have as like much right as higher classes back then. So it just kind of like the higher class you were, the more rights, the more people cared about things that happened to you. So like if you're just a servant, like nobody, I don't like really, you nobody. know, the people who were in charge of the laws and stuff were going to overlook that for someone who's of a higher class because they're like it's okay it's just a little mistake let's not do that again and right. nobody's going to question it. I don't think their record keepings was as good as ours no. either so mm -hmm. would they have known that some of them were killed? Probably not. No I mean people would just disappear and you don't have like traces of them like we do today. Right and it would be like well they just left they left and went somewhere else and then yeah. you can't like not like they had a phone that you could call right. them at or anything like right. that. Right, and people. people changed their names a lot back then too. They like changed family names and different things like that. So <laughs> if somebody would have said, "Oh, they left and went under an assumed name or something," yeah, and I betcha like having an assumed name or having like making up a new identity was was something easy yeah. to do back then compared to like today. We have record keeping and whatnot <laughs> like back then you could just say whatever your name was and people would go with it because they have nothing to check it with right right they don't have the like the social security cards like we have now so you don't have that following you either the murders of the daughters of the nobility people they were it was illegal because so they, they were of a noble, social status, social status. yeah right. noble status so <laughs> it was illegal to kill them however it in the in 1610 an investigation was actually launched on her because kind of rumors were going around and things was getting out and how people were just all these kids became a missing it's just where they at where'd they go mm -hmm. you know so word got around it kind of got 
talk. She was kind of the talk of the town, apparently. Well, it got to somebody important who decided, let's check this out, is what happened, I'm sure. So Yorg was actually assigned as the lead investigation into Elizabeth. Now remember, he's related to her. So he's cousin of some sort of hers. Yeah. So he's in charge of investigating these these claims that she's murdering people. So mm -hmm. now he's having to oversee all this, yeah. which I would think would be a conflict of interest. However, I bet you a lot of them in that were all related, yeah. you know, in that yeah, immediate and area. Yeah, were different because, you know, people, I think, like, they had more connections and leeway than mm. today. Yeah. I mean, you see that even today. But it's not as easy to cover things up with no, there's, there's, public being able to see right, things. Right, so. with all the social media that we have out there and all mm -hmm. the the news and the way of things getting out, it's totally different back then. They didn't yeah, have so, any of that yeah. stuff. People so. weren't going to question whether it was fair or not. Right. Now, there was actually over 300 witnesses that actually made statements, you know, against Elizabeth stating that she was, you know, torturing people, murdering them, what have you. And some of the witnesses even were missing family members were in Elizabeth's care prior to their disappearance. So they're under her care and now they're gone. Where are they? Did something happen to them? Did they meet a guy and run off? You I, never know. Actually, when Elizabeth was arrested, four of her servants were also arrested as accomplices. So she had at least four accomplices help her with the torturing and murder of these young women and girls and then there was another servant that was actually arrested later on as well so there could have been a total of five of them now a lot of this is just hearsay so you don't know we don't know if these servants were actually involved or was she forcing them or was she torturing them too by forcing them to do things upon others or did nothing did happen? Did nothing happen. And... Yeah, so the witnesses testified that they had heard about the rumors. However, it didn't seem like anybody actually saw Elizabeth torturing anyone. Now, there was claims that um, somebody did walk in on her while she was in the middle of torturing somebody, and they did witness it. But once again, hearsay. Who else was there to say that this is a real thing? Well, it was, I think, the Yorg that yeah. was taking care of her was supposedly, um, saw this, but some people, it seems like more like he told some people that and some people other things, so it's, there's yeah. no, like, confirmation, and it seems like that likely wasn't the case. So the servants actually did confess, and however, this was actually due to them being tortured mm -hmm. and not because that they did or saw anything, so... Once again, we're at hearsay on this one as well. So the five servants that were charged alongside with Elizabeth were actually all executed. So they were convicted and executed, but Elizabeth was not. Yeah, so Elizabeth kind of, well, she didn't really get off scot-free, but no, she but wasn't her... convicted because, you know, she had a higher status and the, yeah. the, her servants, they were just servants, so they weren't looked upon the same way, so... You know, of course, they got executed. Yes. So Elizabeth's son and two of her son-in-laws made a deal with York. So in order to avoid losing Elizabeth's estate um, to the crown and also with her not being convicted, and instead was to put her on house arrest, basically, in in her, her beloved castle that she, she lived in. So they were just going to basically lock her up in her castle, which 
she never went anywhere anyway, so what difference would that have made to her? And so, she was still punished, but not really. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and she, it's not like they ha really had any evidence. They had a bunch of hearsay. It's right. basically what they had, which we all know how, you know, with the Salem witch trials, rumors spread and things happen. And You know what it reminds me of? Remember the game, the telephone game that kids would play yes. when they were little? And it would start off at, at one one thing, and then by the time it went through everybody, it wasn't even the same story. It was completely yeah. changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's kind of what this reminds me And they of. didn't have, like, the technology we have today to get, like, evidence mm -mm. or anything like that. So it was just, no, like, no everything No forensic, no DNA, just... no nothing. Yeah, so it seems like whether or not you were convicted for a crime was probably more dependent on your status than anything else. So Elizabeth actually remained on house arrest and she died under house arrest in 1614 at the age of 54. So she was pretty young, I thought. Yeah, so both her and her husband were quite young when they had passed away. Elizabeth's body was originally buried at the Church of Cheda. However, the body had since been relocated and the current location is unknown. Now, this once again is hearsay. We don't know where she's buried. Who knows if she was even buried at, in the original burial spot. It is alleged that Elizabeth killed more than 650 women between the years of 1590 and 1610. And if this was true, she would be the most prolific female serial killer. Which is not a title to have, but it's a title. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, once again, can't prove everything and she was never technically convicted mm -mm. no it is suspected that the rumors in elizabeth's arrest may have been the result of someone trying to take political and financial power from elizabeth which i could see that back then mm -hmm. if you can get her booted out then yeah. they can take over especially um the your guy who came in and was taking care of her after her husband said maybe he wanted her he wanted well, the power. Yeah. And he maybe he's the one who started the rumors and that's why he led the investigation and all yeah. that. And the only reason or part of the reason why uh her state stayed with her was bartering from her son and sons in laws. Mm -hmm. So you know, yeah. who knows? If they hadn't stepped in, maybe he would have tried to take the her he wealth. He would have took it over. He would have mm -hmm. he would have took over the titleship and everything of everything that she owned. Probably. Yeah. Now, over the years, Elizabeth has been called the Blood Countess or Countess Dracula from her supposed crime. Now, the modern-day legend of Elizabeth Bathory includes being a vampire. In such as like bathing in blood of virgins to stay young and just different different scenarios. Um, I know there was um, a bit on the American Horror Story. Yeah, and I think she's been. To her. I think she's been portrayed in a lot of media and stuff like that, and she tends to be portrayed as somebody who drinks or bathes in blood for youth. So she, she's become more of a legend today than even if the rumors you know, of her killing these people were true, we have turned it into more of a spectacle today than it yeah. originally would have been. So we'll never know if she truly was the Blood Countess. Thank you for listening to Crime Night. We release new episodes every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. You can find a link to our sources in the episode description. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube under Crime Night Podcast. Good, Good night! night.